thought maybe we were gonna take the week off, but there's been so much news going on that we felt like we needed to get on and do an episode and chat about everything like transfer portal. We've got guys going to the NFL and Heisman. <laughs> the Heisman happened over the weekend. So do you want to start there, Gary? Yeah, let's let's talk Heisman. I mean, I'm not sure you know how much we want to talk about it. Um Look, I I understand Daniel's winning it. I've seen the numbers. I don't I mean, if you pro, if you have the numbers, that's fine in comparison and you know, the the four finalists. I sort of watched I well, I tried to watch some of the uh ceremony, whatever they call it. I kind of got bored of it. I thought it was kind of stupid in a way. <laughs> so I didn't watch it. I just I just waited to see who got it. Now, do I, do I understand why Daniels was the guy? Yeah. Sure. His numbers were unbelievable. However, for me, and this is, you know, this is just me. I don't know all the criteria. I know some of the criteria. Um, but I think winning matters. No, I, I think it was Lamar Jackson who won it, and he had three losses as well and stuff like that. Well, that's fine too. I just think when you're, what I think they were nine and three, um, it matters that you win the games, and that's why I still think Penix should have been the guy. So, but I would have gone if, say, Bo Nix, the thing is Bo Nix lost twice, and he lost twice to Washington. He lost twice to uh Penix, so I would put Penix over him. Though Bo Nix had some stats that were better than Penix, I believe. I can't remember all head to head, but be that as it may, I still think Penix because he they were undefeated. He had a he had a stretch of games that weren't that great. I I get it. Yet they were decent and good. But he was undefeated and won the Pac-12 championship, and a lot of that came off of his play and his ability. So for me, it's still Penix. Though I get why Daniels was got it. I don't know. That's my feel. I would have given it to Penix for that alone. I, I mean, we kind of talked about this a few weeks ago that I felt like over the last month there was this push by so many in the media around the country that it should be Daniels. And it felt strange to me because it was like it came out of nowhere. But then... For all of November, all of a sudden, all you heard from anybody is, oh, Daniel should win, Daniel should win, Daniel should win. And there's a lot of this that frustrates me. I kind of feel like a lot of people had cast their vote before the end of the season, which they're not supposed to do, but I kind of feel like a lot of them did. And they were just following kind of what everybody was saying. Not to say that Daniels doesn't deserve it, but at the same time, it's a nine to three team versus an undefeated team. And I think, and I've heard a lot of people compare it to the other um, guys who've won it in like three and four lost teams. You said Lamar Jackson, I think um, RG three might've been one of the other ones, but when you have that up against a guy who is an undefeated, he won his conference championship. He's going to the playoffs. Like, shouldn't that count for something? And the, the stats, I feel like, are off because Jaden Daniels, let's just talk about their November schedule. So the last month of the season, who LSU played versus who Washington played. So 
LSU played Alabama, so they lost that game. Yeah. They played Florida, which, as we know, has been a very up-and-down team, but you probably would say not a super competitive team this year. Georgia State, which I know he threw for a bajillion yards that game and a bunch of touchdowns, and a lot of people are saying he just stayed in the whole game just to pad his stats, which I think he absolutely did. Yeah, he did. Absolutely he did. And then they played A&M the last game, which, again, A&M has not had a great year. Versus Washington, their November schedule was USC, Utah, Oregon State, Washington State, and then playing Oregon in the championship game. So between those two schedules, I know it's SEC, SEC, but come on. Washington played at the time four, no, yeah, four out of their five games were ranked opponents, whereas... When LSU played, they only played Alabama, who was ranked. Like, there's just so much of this that really bothers me because I think overall Penix deserved it. I think the SEC bias is there. People can come at me for saying that. I absolutely think it's there. Um, And And let me just throw in there is, of course, Caleb won it last year. So I would think, okay, we don't want to give it to the Pac-12 back-to-back years. Come on. It's got to be some of that. Who knows exactly what everyone, why they do it, where they don't do it. But I don't there know. Well, there absolutely is. And so I actually, I double-checked on this. And I'm going to get the comments working. I think they're not working right now. But So just hold tight, everybody. I'm going to get to those in just a second. But um I know you're all dying to argue with me. Argue, argue. (laughs) You're going to have to wait for just a second. Um, Listening to, I've listened to Joel Klatt and I've listened to a couple other guys. I think I was listening to Josh Pate about it. And um, I went back and looked for the last, so since the year 2000, the SEC has nine Heisman winners. The next highest is Pac-12 and Big 12 are tied at five. Now, if you take USC out of that, Pac-12 only has one, Mariota from Oregon. So there has not been, if you take USC out of it, it's like USC is the dynasty team. So they're like the only ones on the West Coast that they ever give any credence to or whatever that they give anything to. So if you take that out, there's only been one Heisman winner like west of Texas in the last since the year 2000, which is Mariota. So I'm just, this is my point. Like if Penix was playing for even let's say Auburn or like one of these SEC teams, he would have won. He he would have. Like there's just, I, yeah, it yeah. frustrates me because I feel like he absolutely should have won. But in the end, I sure I get it why Daniels got it. I'm not butt hurt over it. <laughs> but I would have gone Penix. The uh, the the funny part is I think Utah fans can remember when Daniels played for ASU. Remember when he came into town? We kicked the crap out of him. I can't oh, yeah. remember the stats. I think we beat him up. Didn't do anything. It's kind of funny to look back at that. I know. I just, I can't, 
But so, okay, they're, you know, that's it, I guess. It is. It's frustrating. I think there's a lot of, again, there's a lot of bias to it. I think there's a lot of, I was listening to Josh Pate, and he was talking about how many Heisman voters there are. There's like 870 voters or something crazy like that. And his point was just, there's no way that all of them are super invested in college football, that they watch every game, that they can even answer like questions about college football. And so to me, that just proves more of it's the bias. It's just the, the team the guy plays for plays more into it than anything else. That's, I don't know. So I was, I was disappointed. I think Penix absolutely should have won it. And that was too bad. Hey, well, let's go, uh, the other big, so the portal is open. Thousands of guys have gone into the portal throughout the country. Um, I guess before we give any thoughts on the, uh, what we think about the portal per se, maybe just refresh our minds on youths who are, in fact, some who've coming back, um, those who are leaving for the NFL, then those who have entered the portal, and then we can give our thoughts about the portal generally. But yeah. I guess the, the, who we know, the big one is Cam Rising is coming back, as we've known for a while. Um, we have uh, Vaughn's coming back, secondary, which is, <laughs> which is great. It's going to matter. And then uh, Damuni, linebacker, he's coming back. And then, of course, other, the other guys. So those are the big names. We're yet, we don't know, if, we don't know from uh, Keithy yet. Um, now, whether we'll know, so this portal window is open. I don't know if it goes 30 or 45 days. Someone will know. I can't, I can't remember. But then if he hasn't declared, I mean, there is another portal that opens up in uh, the spring. And, you know, it could happen there. So we don't know about him yet. So anyway, that's, those are guys that we know are staying that had some, some question. Um, now we had guys who are going into the NFL, obviously they didn't leave, go to the portal. They're just leaving to go into the NFL, which is, you know, Keaton bills have gone. That's a loss. Uh, Vaki, obviously that's a big loss. Cole Bishop and Devon Vele are all are declaring for the NFL. Um, there's one more who am I um, missing? Laumea, which he he didn't put out like an actual post was he a senior media. or was he a junior well I can't remember offhand he he was a junior he accepted an invite to the like senior bowl or something so I think people are assuming that means he's going to the NFL but he hasn't like officially put it out like the other guys have but he's just another one that seems like he might be doing that, going to the NFL. Okay, so that that's, you know, I <laughs> being selfish, I wish they were all staying, obviously, those who could. Because we're going to miss Vaki and Bishop and Vele and Bills. I mean, gosh, dang. Did any of those surprise you? 
that they're doing NFL? Yeah. Yeah. Understandable, but um, I'm actually kind of surprised with Vaki. Yay, the comments are working. <laughs> How do I get him to show? Oh, there we go. There you go. Okay, hopefully if you're if you're here live, then hopefully I just saw a comment pop up by Serenity and Jeff Slaymaker. <laughs> so hopefully you can now comment. Sorry thank about you, that. Thank you. Again, this is a new platform for us. This is our first time using it, so we're working out all the kinks. But okay, okay let so me just yeah, say this. To be honest, Vaki's a sophomore. Um, I feel like he could use another year. That's, I mean, I know he did a great job, but the NFL is a different animal. We all know it all big, all fast. It's a, it's a, it's just a different level. And I hope he's ready because there's, you know, no coming back. Uh, yeah, that was Vaki Bishop. I'm, I'm super disappointed in, you know, losing anybody to the NFL, but like, I want them to go and have awesome careers. I would love to have Bishop for another year. I'd love to have these guys for another year, but Vaki really shocked me. That one really surprised me. I think cause I was not expecting that one. Cause he didn't do the senior day thing. So he wasn't really on the radar of that. Cause like you said, he's only a sophomore. I've, I just so, feel like he could have used another year. Mr. You know, I'm the expert here, so I don't know. That surprised me. Vele, um, he's a junior. Uh, we'll see. I think maybe we don't know yeah. his full talent. Maybe it'll, maybe it's like Tim everybody Patrick. Else, maybe it's like else who declared as a junior. Um, Cole Bishop, I hope he, I hope it works. The guy's a player. He just has the instinct. So, um, I mean, how do you ever know if one more year is helpful or not? You're always the, the risk of getting hurt. I mean, I'm sure they're getting advice from NFL scouts, talent agents, all that kind of stuff. I bet it's a tough decision. Uh, but Vaki, I don't know. That's the one probably of the guys that I'm probably most surprised about. Um, yeah, John W. in the chat, he's, you know, saying Vaki probably got agent advice, which – I think is true. I mean, that's, you'd hope though that he'd listen and maybe, and of course all these conversations happen. I mean, Wit has all these conversations with these guys and helps them decide what is best for them and the timing of everything. But you do hope they're being smart and listening to the right people. Cause yeah, there's, there's also people out there that just want to try and make some money and the players want to make some money, but, I would have loved. I think he he could have used another year, and we could love to have him for another year. <laughs> so let's just throw out some names who've enter, entered the portal. On the one hand, when you hear transfer portal and people hit the the transfer portal, it's not like everybody that hits the portal, you've lost all your superstars. I mean, it's easy to think that. Uh oh, I saw I saw just a tally. I think it was today or yesterday. I can't remember, but somebody said. Um, Utah has been hit hard with the portal. They've had like 12 guys or something like that. So on face value, you, you hear that and you go, freak. That's, a, you know. I'm, but if you actually look at the names and you realize 
that the majority of those leaving have had no impact on the team and possibly won't have any impact going forward. For instance, um, Noah Benny, he's a tight end sophomore. Uh, you know, we have King, I'm not, someone else. I just, I just think the writing's on the wall, so he's, he's, he's moving on. Broughton is leaving. That surprises me, I got to admit. That's yeah. one of those that does surprise me. Uh, Mikey Matthews is the other one that surprised me a lot. Kind of aggravates me, to be honest with you, but I can talk about the portal in a second. But that kind of stuff, I don't know. Mac Howard, quarterback, freshman. I mean, he sees the writing on the wall. You've got Cam coming back. You've got Rose already in the system. You're going to have Wilson, and then they've also recruited another kid out of high school. So that would make some sense. Bryson Barnes, let's talk Barnes. I understand that, too, and I appreciate Barnes. Um, and what he did for the team. I mean, he uh, he's one of those guys that gave his all, maxed out his, I think, maybe I'm wrong, but his ability. I mean, he just went to the end. Um, and so I understand that he, and he sees this writing on the wall too. He's not going to, he's going to be a third or four, he's going to be a third or four string guy. So go plan. I hope, I, I hope he has success. Here's the one thing I will say about Barnes is he's playing in the bowl game. And to me, that's classy. That's cool. I appreciate it. Unlike Johnson, when he kind of messed us up on the Colorado game. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm just being honest. I think he should have played the game. He didn't, he could have played if he wanted to play. He left us out there with a fifth string guy and we threw the ball 10 times. You know, that was not cool. Uh, in this case, so if Barnes walks, who's going to be our QB? I mean, in a bowl game. So I respect the fact that Barnes is going to play and then he'll move on and I wish him nothing but the best and success wherever he lands. So I, I, I you know, I do appreciate that. Um, who have, who else have we, who else is, Fabian Marks is a cornerback. He's going. Who's transferring. Transferring. Um. McKay uh, um, uh, Cope, yes. wide receiver. He's a sophomore. That one surprised me too. So him and Mikey Matthews, the receivers. Marks, uh, he, he played mainly on special teams. Marks Lawler is another cornerback. Um, Medlock, Medlock, linebacker, which is a redshirt freshman. Uh, Jaden Pearson, a, so- a safety sophomore. He's going to Utah State, so he'll get, he'll get play time. I mean... Uh, Hayden Erickson, a tight end sophomore. I don't even know him. And Owen Chambliss, linebacker freshman. Yeah, the funny thing is, is looking at some of these names and seeing that they were like redshirt freshmen. (laughs) Most of the time, we wouldn't have seen them play. You know what I mean? But based on Utah's year and that we had so many injuries, we were going to our third, fourth string we actually did have a bunch of these guys get play time. Whereas if you have your first string, second string guys playing all year long, you're not going to see a redshirt freshman play. So I think maybe that's what's contributing a little bit to this kind of panic mode of that you're hearing all these names transfer. 
these are guys who played some playtime for us this year. I don't know. That's kind of just sparking to me right now that I'm thinking. Because, yeah, seeing, like, when you see it all listed out, it panics me. I wouldn't panic. <laughs> um, so, Amy Wan Kenobi. Are any of the guys leaving for the NFL going to play in the bowl game? That's a good question. I don't know the absolute answer on that, but my my feeling is that it's a no. I don't think they play. I don't know. Does anyone I know mean, for sure? I mean, I, I'm trying to think of that through, but I don't think they are. I don't think they want to take the risk. That's kind of load like, management. Yeah, it seems like the only person who has absolutely said that he's playing in the bowl game is Barnes. Yeah, but he's not. She. The question is, the guy's going to the NFL. Right, but I'm saying, like, out of everybody who's declared for the draft or transferred, it seems like Barnes is the only one that has said he's absolutely playing in the bowl game. And it's interesting, I think, and we'll talk about bowl game in a minute, but it... I don't think anyone's going to. Yeah. They're not transfer going to. portal. Yeah, let's talk transfer portal. I'm kind of curious what other people think about it. So go ahead, Bryn. What do you think? Yeah, let us know how you feel about it. I, I again, I've listened to a bunch of national guys talking about it and getting all sorts of different opinions. And I, if you haven't listened to Joel Klatt from last week, listen to his analysis because we always talk about him all the time. I. I always like his takes, but I like the way he talked about is he's all for the transfer portal. He thinks it can be super beneficial, but too much of a good thing can be bad, which is kind of, I think, where we're at. Like the way it's set up right now, the timing of it is awful because you're having these guys transfer in December before the bowl games even happen. At the same time, you're trying to sign high school kids to the because the signing day is in February or whatever. So you've got all of that going on all at the same time, which is a huge mess. Then you you can transfer now three times, I think. Like three times in your No, I don't think that's five, I don't think that's right. It's three times because it's once for just any reason, whatever. Right. You can transfer as a graduate. Grad transfer, true. And then you can apply for like this, oh, what did he call it? Now I can't remember what it's called. Well, it's like injury hardship stuff. Hardship waiver. That's what it is. It's waivers. Uh, Which I I think a lot of times most of those just get passed at this point. So it changed in 2021 is now basically you can transfer three times. Well, you could do it, but it's not... There's just one discretionary, meaning you could transfer at any time rule. It's the one you could transfer. Yeah, but see, now we've got guys like a bunch of the big-name quarterbacks this year that are entering the transfer portal that will now be transferring to a second school. Like, it... Yeah, I... I, But I'm saying it's when... It's out of control. You're a grad transfer. You've... You graduated. So that's not everybody. A lot of guys no. leave. So I'm just saying, yeah, that's true. But that, I mean, that is a unique situation. Not Most guys don't ever get there and want to do it at that point. Well, 
it's changing though and it's kind of going more that direction that guys are staying in college longer now that they can make money as we've seen so i feel like they're going to have more of those grad type transfers it's just again transfer it's not that transferring itself is the bad part i just think there's there needs to be some parameters on this because it's gotten out of control (laughs) i hate the portal I hate the whole system, the portal combined with the NIL. But let me just clarify that. Um, First of all, the NCAA is crap, and we all know it. And they had a chance. They saw it coming, and the NCAA did nothing to work out some sort of system that was fair for the players and fair for the schools and for college football. But what So what we had, in my view anyway... Just a number of years ago, the NCAA controlled everything and everybody was just beholden to them. What has happened now that it's shifted, the pendulum has shifted completely the other way. Now it's just, it's a free-for-all. Everyone's mercenaries. They can go do whatever they want. Look, I just think if it isn't adjusted and that there's some parameters made that is beneficial to players and to college football, the schools, the leagues, then uh, I just, I feel like the game that we love is going to be gone. It can't continue like this because think, uh, think about it. Say you recruit somebody as a coach for a couple of years, you train the guy uh, and then your collective pays them a whole bunch of money for a couple of years, and then just on a whim, the coach yells at him. He's not playing every snap of every game, gets ticked off, or someone from a school comes along and says, hey, man, we got a bigger bag. We're going to give it to you, so come and join us, and they move on. That stuff is going to ruin the game to me. It, it's <coughs> The other thing is, and I've thought about this, is why under the current system, why do you want to, why would you recruit, and I think we'll get there if, it's, if things aren't changed, why cr- recruit um, high school kids? Because, now, this would be different with some of the big, big name schools, but think about it. You go, you go get a kid in high school, you bring him into your program, and say you're a mid-level or just kind of an upper mid-level type of program, you develop this kid, and then a bigger school comes along, they take them. Uh, so why go down that road? Just stick to the portal kind of stuff because those are guys who've already been playing. I'm just saying it, it could be a detriment to high school players as well. It, there needs to be some guardrails. Guardrails. As far as the portal goes, I think, you know, this is me speaking, uh, I think it should be if you transfer you got to sit out a year. Go back to that. It would change. It would change. It would change it all. The loyalty of schools. See, the, part of the fun of college ball. And tell me, I mean, the people in the in the chat. What do you think, Brent? Part of the uh, the beauty of college ball, and I'm older than probably a lot of you, is is that there's not only the regional um, battles that you get in with teams and rivalries. But the, the school itself, 
camaraderie within the school. You become part of that school. Uh, that's unique to college ball. And, you're, you know, you go to this school. You go to that school. You're, I don't know, you're just part of it. And you grow with it as a player. Now that's all gone. Everyone's a mercenary. No one is loyal to the university. They can just move on at any time. It's like, so a guy comes in, for instance, Broughton. Say you've been cheering for Broughton. You've got his jersey, all this stuff, and he decides just to leave. Um, none of these guys have any loyalty to the university, to the coaches. It's all about them in the bag. Now, I understand it. I get it. I'm, not, I'm just saying there should be some sort of rules. I just miss the loyalty to the schools and the rivalries and all of that kind of stuff. And if it continues down this road, I just see college football. It will be gone as we know it. And I'm not, I'm not happy about it at all. Well, I, I mean, you've touched on a thousand things. There you go. On a lot of things, but like the, you're talking about the player development, which I think is a big piece of it because why does a coach want to invest time and effort into a player? Because you don't know if they're going to be around and to learn your system and things like that. Like, so is it going to change the way coaches work with these players and mentor? Because why did, like you kind of said, why do they want to put forth all of this effort into these guys? If in a year they're just going to leave. And there is something to be said about, somebody staying in a system for a few years and learning it. I mean, we've talked about it a million times. We're all so excited that Cam is coming back for his experience, but it's not just experience playing, it's experience in the Utah system. He knows the coaching staff. He knows the way Witt works. He knows the way Ludwig works. And yeah, there's been very successful transfer stories. I mean, look, all the guys that were in the Heisman race except Harrison you've Penix Daniels Nix they're all transfers I get it there are the success stories that do happen but the fact that now it's just like at the end of the season you've got 30 plus guys every year that want to leave your team and it's gonna be wh- more than that. The, it's gonna be like 50 guys. guys yeah like where are they all gonna go when you have this many people in the transfer portal at the same time like you said how can you deal with recruiting high schoolers at the same time trying to find people in the transfer portal? It's too much on the coaching staff, on all of this stuff. Like it, it's become It's unsustainable. I'm just, look, yeah. I, I've listened. I'm not saying I want the, I'm all for the NIL and I'm, I'm all for players having autonomy to some level, but there just needs to be balance. For instance, Roberto, the school makes millions, and for the longest time, the players didn't. Absolutely. That's correct. That's what I was talking about. For Forever, the NCAA made all the cash off the back of the players. So I'm all for the players getting the money. What I'm saying is the pendulum has gone so far to where we're at right now is it's too extreme. Just ask yourself, if this was the way to do things, then why aren't the professional leagues doing what is going on in college ball? Because you know why? They know it's unsustainable and it won't work. So at some point, uh, there's got to be limits and rules. The other thing, final thing I'll say is this. 
as a donor, see everything right now, still the NCAA doesn't pay anybody. People get paid as a result of collectives. Right. Um, why? See, this is, this is part of the problem, I think, for at least a number of schools. There are some schools that just have so much money, they can lose money, and who cares? Not every school is like that. Why, why would you, as a donor, want to put a bunch of money into this collective to give it to some guy that has no loyalty to your school or to your program or to the future? So I'm going to give, okay, I, I like this guy. I'm going to put this money into the collective, and I want it to go to this dude. A million bucks. So I give him the million bucks. He receives the training. He's coached up, da-da-da. Next year, he walks and goes gets another million or two million from somebody else. It's like my investment was short-term and for one year. And what happens if the guy was hurt? You know, just a bunch of ramifications. There just has to be some rules for everybody that's good for everybody. Yeah, I the toothpaste is not getting put back into the into the bottle. It's that's that's long gone, but we better slow this thing down or hey people, I'm I'm worried that college ball as we we know it is going to be a thing of the past and that makes me sad. Yeah, I think like you said, it's it's just unsustainable. Again, I'm not I am not against the players getting paid. I'm not against the collectives doing the cool stuff that they're doing in order to bring talent in. I just feel like it, yeah, like Carol Virus said, it's it's gonna implode. It's gonna, and I kind we're like I feel like we're teetering right on the cusp of it just becoming an implosion because it this year, like every year, you see more players getting in the transfer portal, and now with the more NIL money and all the collectives everywhere, it's just getting messier and messier and dicier and players are making more money. And so then that causes other problems. Like it is, it's not sustainable. And I did see on Twitter right before we went live, it seems like the Crimson Collective is teasing an announcement on Tuesday. I don't know what Oh, really? Is. I didn't I have, see that. Sweet. I have no, I uh, no idea. Um, you know, last time they kind of teased something, it was the trucks. So look for that on Tuesday. Um, what comes from the collective again, the stuff they're doing is great. And I'm glad we have that to keep up because you got to keep up nationally with the other collectives that are going on, but it's just messy. It's too messy. I hope that somebody can figure it out. That's the problem is the NCAA is as we know, basically useless. So I don't know where it's going to come from. I know the new president has laid out some ideas and some rules, some of which I have, I've read. I mean, you know, on the off season and stuff, we can talk more about some of that. And as some of these things play out, I mean, let's face it, the realignment and all that kind of stuff, there's no, that that isn't even close to being over. So we're going to see a lot of things, but that's where we are. We are right now. And I'm, I'm just kind of worried about it. So, anyway, should we move on? Yeah. And I feel for the coaches. Absolutely, I agree with you. I can't imagine having to keep up with all of that right now. And you're trying to prep for a bowl game, and you're doing – like, it's, again, unsustainable. Um, I watched a coach today, an ex-coach, but is well-connected. Uh. 
he hates the portal as it is because you know, and he has and he knows two coaches he referenced and I can, and he didn't say their names because they're still employed, and they both find it really difficult to coach right now. Because he say the wrong thing or do something the guy doesn't like. He just packs his bags and leaves. It's like we're, we're walking on eggshells all the time, and it's just not as fun as it used to be. And that's not the way it should be. I mean, that, that's just the imbalance isn't good. So anyway, enough of that probably. Um, let's move um, on. Vegas Bowl, baby. Who's excited? Vegas, who's going? Yeah, who's going? Anybody? Anybody going? I am not going for a number of reasons, <laughs> but come on, man. December 23rd, that's a rough that's, one. That's so hard. Oh, Amy Wan Kenobi. Oh, yeah, Amy's going. Oh, wow, Hunter. box seats, man. That's the way to go. Box seats. Ooh, in Allegiant Stadium. Dang. Gary, that needs to be our next thing at Allegiant. We need a suite. <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, okay, pay for it. Yeah, we need a Utah football fan suite. So hit the, hit the super thanks, hit the super chat, please. So you can fund our suite in Allegiant Stadium next time we go, because that would be awesome. Hey, Brynn, this is for you. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Are you annoyed that Caleb is the last Pac-12 Heisman winner? XOXOB immediately thought of us when Penix didn't win. Of course I'm annoyed. Paul. It is Honestly, annoying. I oh, think well. We, and we kind of said this a few weeks ago. I I do think it played into it that they were like, we're not going to give it to two Pac-12 winners two years in a row. So Caleb ruined it for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is the one. <laughs> <laughs> Because we're crap. I'm honest anyway. It's pathetic. I'm sick of it. How don't you score seven points on an NFL team? I have no idea, man. It's just so. Oh, John, you saw the prices at the Vegas Bowl? (laughs) Where'd that go? There we go. Yeah. uh, How bad are tickets? Like, I haven't even looked because we're not going to go. I mean, again, we were just in Vegas. We went to the Pac-12 championship game. And the 23rd is just That's rough. That's so hard. Can't do it. Hey, uh, other bowl games. Just a couple thoughts on some of these other games. Um, Well, let me say this. First of all, Bo Nix is playing in his game. Yeah. I I love that guy. Which, of anybody who... I would like not blame them for bowing out. He would be one of them because Oregon is getting absolutely screwed in who they have to play. You go from what is it? St. Mary's of the Wasatch Liberty. (laughs) Same thing. You go from like precipice of playoffs to playing Liberty, but he's, yeah, he said he's playing guys class. I like it. The thing is with these bowl games and it's even like our game, Look, our bowl game, we're not going to have a bunch of guys playing. So it's not even really our team. It's, you know, full complement of team. Now think about, so you have the final four, but probably, well, not probably, one of the best games could have been 
Georgia and Florida State. Florida State's been whining and whining and whining and whining that they didn't get in. Well, you know what? They have a chance to play Georgia. And if they go in and just destroy Georgia and take them out, then they can really, you know, <laughs> say whatever they want to say, thumb their noses at everybody and see, see how good we are. But what I'm afraid of now is some players won't play. You know, they're going to opt out. And so how much of those real teams are going to play each other? And then they'll use that as an excuse of when Georgia steamrolls them because my prediction is Georgia's going to steamroll Florida State. And it's, it's going to prove the point that, no, Florida State wasn't ready to be in the Final Four. Well, it sounds like, um, and again, I saw on Twitter right before we came on here, Josh Furlong from KSL, he he had some quotes from Whittingham talking about Vegas bowl prep. It sounds like we might even see some of Brandon Rose. <laughs> Maybe who knows, mm. but I hope we do. That'd um, be great. But Whittingham said how preparation for bowl game is so different. Again, it goes to everything we've already talked about the NIL, the transfer portal, everything. Now all of a sudden bowl game prep because you have so many dudes who aren't even going to play. And so how do you I hate that? How do you, how do you even prep for that? Like, especially as a Utah team who already we were down to our fourth, fifth, sixth string. And now you have even more guys who aren't going to play. Like, who are we going to even have on the field? And this isn't just Utah. This is everybody. Yeah, I don't but, know about Northwestern either. I don't know what their story is. Yeah, I don't know. And we haven't even, we haven't started to like really do bowl game prep. Maybe we'll do a preview episode next week, but Bowl games to me, again, with everything else that we've already talked about, I just feel like bowl games are getting more and more meaningless. Sad. What what do like they don't matter. They don't it used to be so much more exciting about a bowl game, and now nobody even plays in the bowl game. It's basically like a spring game where you're seeing the names that you've never heard of type bowl games. Like I don't know. It, I don't love it unless you're in the in the playoffs, which next year is going to be a whole different thing. But this year, it's basically just the four teams and everything else. Who cares? It's sad. I don't know. All right. Uh, let's get a little lighter, shall we? Well, first, yeah. First of all, let me ask you this, Bryn, and the chat. What do you think about Patrick Mahomes? Isn't he one of the biggest babies you've ever seen in your life? I don't care what team you cheer for. Look, I'm a Raiders fan. We're garbage. I'm willing. I'm I'm open, and can say that. And yeah, I can't stand the Chiefs, but come on, have you seen a bigger baby than Patrick Mahomes? What do you think, Brent? The dude is just getting destroyed this week, and it's been hilarious to watch because the Chiefs are one of those where it's like nobody likes them unless you're a diehard Chiefs fan. You know what I mean? Everyone's just sick of them. And so to watch him cry and whine, I mean, him and Caleb, like crybaby QBs, like, but just the way he went about that whole thing. And I know he's come out and said he shouldn't have acted that way. A little late. But, but like his. Goober do. Come on, man. You have to. I, I get it. He's your guy. He's your guys from your school, probably. 
But that was pathetic. Yeah, Goober do you can't defend like <laughs> because the way he came out and was basically like, I can't believe they called that. They should never have called that, and they never call it before. And it's like, dude, your point you're proving everybody's point that the Chiefs never get called on. <laughs> I saw they- I saw today someone had put together the whole sequence of calls that have gone the Chiefs way over the last several years. I mean, come on. <clears throat> How about you remember last year in the Super Bowl? Does anyone remember that phantom pass interference call that gave them a, a first down or whatever it was to kick a field goal to win the game? The dude touched him. Uh, okay, that's enough of Mahomes, but yeah. I actually, we're going to do some <laughs> yes, no, maybe so's if you're ready for that. Oh, yeah, and let's do a few. Do you have some? Of, I got some. Give me one. One of mine. Here's one of mine. Will the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl? That will be a no. <laughs> Is that just your your fandom? That's my your- professional opinion. They're not going to make it. You know why? Since Mahomes was in the in the league and in the playoffs, he's never had an away game. The Chiefs, he's always played at home in all the playoffs, right up to the Super Bowl. Really? Uh-huh. Look it up. Now, with their record, that dude's going on the road, and they're going to get blown out somewhere. So, no. There you go. That So, that's a, <laughs> that's that's a, no. a no from Gary. <laughs> I think I'm going to say no also, and I, I hope that's right because I want to see some new teams. Here, I'm going to put this comment from Amy. Go Utes. Heck yes, that game. I was not there. Sadly, wasn't there Gary, either. You weren't there, Amy. I'm guessing you were there, but I did watch it. Oh, that was beautiful. So beautiful. And Kaba Kada is Who? a beast. What? The guy that plays for our team. The oh, one yeah. that looks like GI Joe. <laughs> His arms are like tree trunks. They look like mine. They look like my arms. Oh yeah, exactly. Yep. That was awesome. Way to go, men's basketball. Stick it to that team down south. So here's my question. No, here's my yes, no, maybe so. So there's a lot going on in the portal. We just talked about it. Utah's guys going to the NFL. Yes, no, or maybe so that Utah will, in fact, bring guys in who who have been backups or they're going to retool from the portal or whatever happens, but Utah will come back to the pinnacle that they were this year. Everyone's panicking right now. So my question, yes, no, maybe so. Okay, it is what it is in this portal era, but will we get back to what we were at the start of the year? Well, with Cam, a premier team, and not, you know, a couple tiers down. I'm going to say yes, solely based on our coaching staff, the fact that at least so far, fingers crossed, um, we haven't had any major coaching changes. Hopefully that stays, but we know our coaching staff, especially Wit and Scally are unbelievable at developing guys, bringing them in and developing them. So, I mean, obviously it matters who you bring in, but in a sense, it's like, I think they can bring in, dudes and then 
get them in the system, work them, see what they're going to be the best of their ability, and then get them to a good point. Scally's the best at it. So yeah, that's a that's a yes. But you know, you kind of said offensively. I'm I saying all so. of the team, the whole team, the team we would gonna, have been this year without the injuries and Cam. I was going to mention this. Um, we tweeted this out from our Utah football fans account today that the defensive backs that have gone into the NFL over the last few years. So been coached by Morgan Scally, developed by Morgan Scally, Jalen Johnson, Clark Phillips, Marcus Williams, Julian Blackman, Javelin Guidry, Eric Rowe, <laughs> Terrell Burgess, Hopefully I'm not missing any, but then soon is Cole Bishop, Vaki, Miles Battle. Like, those are some big names, and these guys are doing amazing things. Not to mention all the other defensive guys that are in the NFL as well right now. So, yeah, I think we're going to pull some guys from the transfer portal. That's the thing with transfers. You lose a bunch, but you also we are going to bring a bunch in. And, yes, I think they're going to get them to the high standard that we were hoping for. I'm a yes. <laughs> I, I have yeah. faith in wit and, and what you just said. I, so I'm a yes on that. Yes, no, maybe so. Brent Keithy will be playing for the Utes next year. What do you think, everybody? I can't. I This is a maybe so for me, and I that's like a cop-out answer. But I just don't know with him because I've heard – I've heard like rumors that he's going to leave, but then the fact that he hasn't announced yet and that some of our other tight ends transferred, maybe that's a good sign of him sticking around. But I think it'd be hard for him to go to the NFL right now because he has a year where he didn't play. So what's the answer? What's your answer? My answer is maybe. I don't have a yes or no answer. It's a maybe. I'm a yes. I think he's playing for us next year. I think fingers crossed. The fact that he hasn't come out yet, he didn't walk, as I recall, on senior day. Um I I I bet he gets I bet he gets some cash. Some deals. I think uh, so I'm a I'm a yes. I'm going with a yes. And of course Cam, yeah. D Samp, yeah. I'm with he comes back with Cam. I mean that's absolutely so I'm a yes on that. Um so, I ask you, Bryn, will you go to an away game next year in the Big 12? Oh, that's a good one. Sure, yeah, yes, I'll say yes. There's all these new places that I want to go see. Yeah, I'm a yes, I'm going somewhere. I don't know quite, you know, who knows at this point. Who I don't know, I, I can't remember the schedule, but yeah, I'm I going somewhere. Remember. Yeah, we know what our away games are going to be, but I can't remember. I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, however, I have discovered I really enjoy going to games where my team's not playing because it's very enjoyable. (laughs) So maybe I'll go do that instead. I don't know. All right, two more. Should we begin a uh, campaign? To have Post Malone do a halftime show. Yes. Ute fans. Yes. No, maybe so. Yes. 
Of course. Can we please? That would be the cool. We had Kay Scott come back and do it last year during homecoming. Yeah, his microphone didn't work. They messed that up. I know the sound didn't work. That was awful. I felt so bad because I wanted to hear. I like his rap that he does. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Posty, come on. And I'm not a fan of his music. That's not my thing. But you know what? I would be a yes. That'd be cool. He's a Utah man. I know. So he is. Yeah, absolutely a yes. And then here you go, everybody. So when the day comes that Wit retires, should there be a statue erected for him at the stadium? Yes, no, maybe so. <laughs> yes. Duh. Or just his calves. Let's do that. Just, just his calves. Just a statue. Just his calves. Uh, a big statue of just calves and some weights and like an exercise bike because he exercises every day. Or, I mean, you need his muscles because he showed us his guns on the Pat McAfee show this year. That's true. <laughs> yes, we absolutely need a statue of him. All right, here's here's one of mine. Oh, all right. And then we'll get out of here. Will Crybaby Caleb be drafted first? Is he going number one? No. No. I don't know if that's, if I'm being rational or that's my emotions <laughs> speaking there. <clears throat> but I got I to gotta be honest with you. The way he's acted this year, I would be scared to death to put my franchise on his back. I'm just saying, when he won't talk, you go cry in your mother's arms. You won't talk at a press conference. You whine and whine and whine. What kind of leader is that in the NFL? I mean, that that worries. That would really, that would really worry me. So no, I, I wouldn't. I mean, when I just compare the way he handles himself to the way I saw Bo Nix handle himself and just some other QBs in the country, man, I'd be scared about that long term. So. I, I'm I'm saying no on that one. Well, and yeah, I mean Jaden Daniels, obviously Heisman winner. He could be, <laughs> he could be taken. I I am curious though with the chat. I want to know what you think because, yeah, I I I personally I mean, with Jaden Daniels, I'm still questioning whether he's NFL. I mean, we have a new, you know, the NFL is different now because there's a lot of college influences, meaning the way they run offenses and running quarterbacks, mobile quarterbacks and stuff like that. But the NFL is bigger and faster. There are guys that are twice his size that are as fast as he is. And I'm just saying, you have to be able to play in the pocket in the NFL if you're truly going to succeed. And you know, That's how I see it anyway in the long, for the long term. Oh, God. <laughs> You know what? I need to offer a prayer tonight that that doesn't happen and here and every night hereafter so that it doesn't happen. (laughs) Hey, if it got the Raiders to actually being competitive, I could suck it up and be okay with it. Huh? (laughs) What? I could. 
Uh, I can't even imagine him in silver and black. That's just I, I, I okay. I'm I'm throwing that out. I'm not going even. I'm not even to visualize that at this point. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. So okay. All right. That's all my questions for. I think that's it. That it episode. I think that's it. Yes. Anything? Hey, everybody. Um, Looking at the last little comments. Thank you to everybody who's in the chat, who's been participating. Again, make sure you give us a like, a thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed, following on all the other socials. And make sure you hit the notification button so that when we do go live, you'll get notified. Um, We'll probably do maybe, I don't know, maybe a little preview episode next week. It is a bowl game. It is game week next week. Yeah, we need to do something. (laughs) So we'll be back next week. Um, But yeah, make sure you're following along so you can always make sure that you don't miss it. And go Utes. Go Utes. Go Utes.